2: Hello and welcome back to Rams Talk Podcast. We're here today after a pretty unbelievable 3-0 win at home to Barnsley. Have we turned the corner? Jim Johnson asks in the comments. Well, I hope we're right. I hope we have turned the corner and we've got plenty to talk about today after a really, really good week at Derby. Uh, Joining me today, first off, Chris Matthews Redwood. How are you, pal?
0: Oh, mate.
3: I'm good. I'm good, um, as you can see empty house and uh, the missus has very kindly packed away my microphone so I have to hold it here like Tom Bloody Jones but yeah I'm good.
2: <laughs> That's good to hear I'm glad the divorce uh, hasn't happened quite yet. Uh, Jamie wait, Page wait, wait, me. <laughs> fresh from <laughs> Vietnam Jamie Page how are you Paul?
4: Yeah I'm good had we lost yesterday I wouldn't be here so um, yeah, good three points and lots to talk about so yeah let's let's get going.
2: Let's get going. And last but certainly not least, Mr. Vixing, how are you, pal? I'm all good, Jake. Buzzing after three points, so let's get cracking. Me too. Me too. And and yeah, I think I think that's the the feeling among the whole fan base, isn't it? Buzzing. It, it was a really really good performance. And Chris, I mean, just a couple of of points. The midfield looked great, back four looked great, and we created loads of chances. Um, and I think probably the, the best thing we did all game was our use of set pieces. So I want to kick you off the question on that. Um, Wildsmith found Craig sight with almost every single ball. How good was it to see a Derby team make use of set pieces and score some really good goals?
3: Oh, Amazing. I mean we've 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 not seen it since nineteen seventy two, have we? It was it was it looked and it wasn't just a case of hitting hitting hope either. Um it was really you could take, you could see it was well drilled, it was well planned, um well done to pull worn. That's obviously something they've worked on in training and it seems seems to have worked. Um Wildsmith, I thought, was superb. Um and you know, even though we weren't weren't 3-0, I think he he can he can go down as one of the top one of the top um performers. Um but yeah, to, to score from set pieces. I know that's what Warren said at pre preseason, you know, expected to score a lot more goals from set pieces. Haven't really seen much evidence of that until yes, um until yesterday, but it was really good that it that it um paid off against a team which we which we really needed to beat. So yeah. Well done to Warren and uh, Wildsmith.
2: Yeah, we'll get onto Paul Warren in a little bit because uh, yeah, that's going to be an interesting conversation after some of the combos we've had recently. It'll be a nice one, I think. It'll be a nice one. And Jamie, I mean, we, we've talked so much about Derby and set pieces and. How do we make the most out of them and how do we make the most out of the big players we have? I mean, Craig, besides one of the biggest players we have, um, he's built like a lamppost and, and long balls were coming in and, and just kept dropping to. And, and the first goal he took really, really well.
4: Yeah, exactly. Um, I think, don't get me wrong, the, the, the ball from, from Walsmith was was good um, and it was directed at this, the same Um, player on a a couple of occasions, like you said there. But actually, I think yesterday and I think listening to the the game on Rams TV um, ahead of my flight back home, I think it was just a bit of luck and a little bit of, you know, the rub of the green that came our way as well. And I know Paul Warren's kind of discussed that previously. Um, And that seemed to kind of happen yesterday. But now I'm not going to take away from the fact that we scored from from set pieces because you know, like we said, we we need to be doing more of that. Um, I'd like to score. I see a score from a from a corner, um, a header from a corner. That'd be that would be nice next. Maybe that can come in in the midweek or our our next league game. But yeah, I think it's uh it's a good it's a good obviously performance, and I think you know ultimately coming away from. Um, that game yesterday, I think it was a, a dominant performance and, and one that we deserved rather than it being, you know, a scrappy 2-1 win um, and something like that, really. So, yeah, good good performance all round. And I'm just hoping that we can kind of keep this this kind of form going and, and it's not going to reverse back to the Jekyll and Hyde derby that we've seen this season.
2: Well, exactly. And, and Vic, I mean, to finish off the chat on set pieces, it, how nice was it to see Derby players gambling on set pieces? We've said it a lot in the past that you know we'll get the ball into the area, but we never seem to attack them and we never seem to make the most of them. And for Scythe and and ultimately James Collins, um, you know, stole into the box and and made the most of it. And do you think there's there's a little bit of a, a growth in confidence in the team in in those sorts of situations?
5: Yeah, definitely. I think Forsyth said in his um, post-match interview that they've been working on that all season and it seemed to have just paid off this this week, which is really nice to see. Um, It's just good to see the lads play with a bit of confidence. We've got a bit of home form going now. So I think it's like, if we include the the, uh, Bristol Street Motors game, four wins at home in a row. Um, And we've only conceded one goal in that. So we're looking a lot more of a threat. I think everything that we said at the start of the season in terms of um, not putting the, the the goals away Not putting the shots away We're doing that now And we've always been solid defensively Three clean sheets in four speaks for itself But we're also scoring a lot of goals Getting ourselves into the positions that we need to And I think it's nice to see that Paul's actually found uh, Was it round pegs in round holes now Rather than square pegs in round holes it's, it's 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 amazing what you can do when the you put players in the right position And you give the service to Collins I And mean, Collins has got five goals this week So long may that good form continue Derby County <laughs> well, you've stolen my stat there, Vic, and you know it as
2: well, because I told you just before we started recording. Um, but only count in real competitions. That's three home league wins in a row. Um, nine goals scored, zero conceded. I mean, yeah, if you if you put the you call it the Bristol Street Motors uh trophy, you call it by its full name. <laughs>
5: Um, I was, getting, I was just about to say, Jake, the what game, big Bristol Street <laughs> Motors? That's it's called cool now. Gotta put some respect on it, man. That's the trophy <laughs> we're winning at the end of the season. <laughs> what happened to the Pizza Cup?
2: It's <laughs> changed name, mate. You gotta keep up, Chris. Oh, so <laughs> I
3: do apologize.
2: <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. They didn't have a sponsor at the start of the season, which I think says quite a lot. Um, but yeah, nine goals scored, zero conceded in three games. We look a lot better now. Um, especially at home. We just look a different team um, and that energy's there. I mean, to sort of look at one area of the pitch, the midfield is something that's been criticised so much, hasn't it, over the last two years, including by us. Uh, we've been quite critical, especially of Conor Hurahan this season. But I thought the balance was brilliant. Horahan swept. He put in a really good challenge um, just at the end of the first half, I think it was, when Phillips was bearing down on goal. He, he You know, last man challenge out for a throw-in. And Bird and Smith progressed the ball really well. The work rate was there. They were pressing high. They just gave Barnsley no room to move for the entire 90 minutes. Chris, people have said that Barnsley were rubbish. I think we made
3: them look rubbish. Do you agree? Oh, completely. They're a good team, Barnsley. You know. On 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 another day, on another day they could have grabbed a couple of goals. Um, I just felt it was one of those performances where everything clicked. Um, it felt like it. It felt like the crowd were on side. Um, I know there. Uh, well, I know you said it in the title of the pod. Their social media sort of gave us a bit of a <laughs> a bit of an impetus to um, get the win. Yes, um, to get the win. But I just felt like. Everything, yeah, as I said, everything clicked. The midfield were fantastic. We know that if our midfield is on song, we're gonna we're gonna cause trouble to most teams in this in this league. Um, and it just felt like everyone was singing off the same hymn sheet. Um, you know, yeah, a bit of luck in our in our favour. There's no there's no denying that, but you earn your own luck. And I think that the tempo and the pace that we that we played, especially first half. Um, was superb and the midfield get a lot of credit for that. Um, and I personally felt Max Bird yesterday was just a cut above. I think he is most weeks. He
2: really is. He's some player, isn't he? Um yeah, let's hope we keep him past January. Let's not be depressing, but God, let's hope we keep him past January. Uh, and Jack Meek agrees. With you. He says uh, he's put silence to the Rams. When will social media managers learn? The second I saw that, Jamie, I just felt like we were going to win. And it felt like, you know, I don't know what Paul Warren's pre-match team talk would have been like, but I wouldn't have been surprised if something like that would have been mentioned and it gave the the team a little bit of extra impetus in the game.
0: Yeah, I
4: mean you never see it go the right way when you see posts like that. I think there was a, a Premier League game. Um I don't know if it's Forest, forest, forest like, Yeah, wolves. Forest and Forest and Wolves, yeah. And didn't they turn like the wolf into a bigger wolf or a smaller mm. wolf or something like that? But um yeah, I get it. Science of the lambs, science of the rams, it's uh, it's an easy uh, it's an easy tweet to make. But yeah, it backfired massively. Um and actually, I I, I think based upon that. From what I hear, obviously I wasn't at the game yesterday, but even the fans in the crowd were far from silent. It sounds like that atmosphere is kind of coming back into the stadium as well, which is which is great to hear. Um, and we've said previously on the show that the the performance in the stand needs to match the performance on the pitch. And and yesterday, I think everyone was um, was on you no know, really top form. But yeah, I wouldn't um, I wouldn't like to be that social media manager's manager because so I think potentially uh, they'll be getting a Stern not stern telling off, but
3: uh be Back careful in the
0: next morning.
2: time. You're getting <laughs> yeah. in the morning. <laughs> oh man, yeah, wouldn't be surprised. Wouldn't be surprised. And and Vic, I mean Jamie's gone on a good tangent there about the atmosphere. And one of the things I was thinking, I think it was at nil nil and the ref had given a couple of dodgy decisions. And I sit in the east stand and the east stand and the north stand where you don't know what you're doing to the um to the officials. And I'm sat there thinking, why don't we sing like this in support of the team? Why is it only towards the officials? But one place that you can't knock the atmosphere for is the southwest corner. Now, that was a pretty, I wouldn't say it was a good place to sit. I know you love sitting up there, Jamie. But before this season, I wouldn't say the atmosphere was great up there at all. But you sit in the south stand, but from where I was sitting, I could hear the southwest corner probably more than the south stand, and they're closer to me. How much of a difference does it make having different areas in the ground create an atmosphere?
5: Oh, I think it makes a huge difference, especially for the lads, because going forward, they're going to need the support. I think the honest was too much on the south stand to make so much noise. So it's nice to see the southwest corner, the east stand joining in. And if we can really get everybody behind the team, Pride Park can be a really raucous place to be. The away teams will be scared to come here just because of the atmosphere of it. But the lads gave us something to cheer about yesterday as well. The performance was brilliant. Um, the closing down, everything about the way we played yesterday was was fantastic. And I think that's the blueprint of the way Paul wants to wants us to play. Let's just hope the consistent we can find the consistency and we can keep that up. But yeah, it was really nice to see the southwest corner bouncing. I think a lot of the old boys from the is it the south southeast corner. Up there. So that's probably why the atmosphere is pretty decent up there as well. Um So, yeah, it was nice to hear them. It was nice to see more of the ground joining in. And hopefully we can continue, continue that going forward this season because the lads will need it. They absolutely will. And Chris, Vix made an
2: important point there is that the team gave us something to shout about and something to sing about. Now, that was a criticism at the start of the season that the football was pretty dire. Like it was, it was really dire. We didn't really create a lot. There didn't seem to be a game plan. Whereas now, there seems to be a game plan. We're playing exciting football. We've got players like Mendes Lang, Barques and Kane Wilson that we'll talk about in a little bit. Players like that running at defenders, creating chances,
3: nutmegging people, scoring goals. It
2: makes such a huge difference, doesn't it?
3: Oh, completely. You know the tempo of the team. I think dictates the tempo of the of the um, stadium. Um, you know, we've had games this season where the tempo has been so slow and laborious that you're not surprised that the south stands quiet. Um, but the fact that there's a high tempo being played now, um, and then, and that most importantly, there's a purpose to it. Um, in the past it just seemed to be i say in the past you know very very recently there didn't seem any any real purpose to our um to our attacking play but now that we've got a bit of confidence which i know we we'll, we will talk about um yeah, it just radiates, doesn't it? And once the once the stands once the players are buzzing, you feel like the stands are buzzing. And I know I look like a singer here because you're both laughing. <laughs> I'm laughing at Jamie. <laughs> yeah. You look good, mate. Blame... I'm just
4: joining in. I'm joining the trends. I'm joining the trends. <laughs>
2: For people yeah. listening, uh, Chris has got his mic in his hand because his wife's packed all his stuff away because they're moving house. And Jamie's also pulled out his microphone because he's
3: on his phone today. I feel uh, like I'm on ridiculous. The Voice. <laughs> and three three chairs are turning around at me. But yes, <laughs> the atmosphere is hugely important. Um, but the play, as I think Vic said, the players make the atmosphere. Um, and the last few weeks, we can't really complain. So long may it continue
2: <laughs> yeah if this is the voice i think jamie would be ollie Murs. um I, there's, there's no backing behind that, that. You just give me that vibe mate
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'll say that probably the nicest thing you've ever said about me to the finish James. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that'll be it that'll be it i think it's because you both pass your prime right so let's uh let's <laughs> let's move on um i forgot what i was gonna say now i had something i was gonna say um yeah, I mean, talking about confidence, Jamie. Um, thinking about, you know, earlier in the season, I think we had a couple of dodgy results to start off with. We made a lot of mistakes. Um the fans turned on the players. the fans turned on the manager, especially. and, Maybe it knocked the stuffing out of them a little bit, especially at home. And now we, we've we won a couple of games at home. I think the Northampton game was huge. This one's even bigger. You could see the confidence in the players. They were trying things. They were doing things that they definitely didn't do earlier in the season. Mendes Lang plays like a man possessed at the minute. Players can't get the ball off him. He's so direct, so quick. Barcazen's the same unless he's one-on-one with the keeper. Uh, and then who knows what will happen. The players just look really, really confident. The fans are getting behind them. The manager's clearly getting behind them. One of the things that it says on the YouTube cover, is this a turning point for Derby? With the confidence you've seen recently, Jamie, is this a turning point?
4: Well, you hope so. I think for me, it just feels like the handbrake has well and truly been taken off. And I think we'd had a couple of performances where you'd seen that maybe he'd kind of Loosen the shackles just a bit. Um, thinking about Blackpool away, um, made Peterborough away going back a bit further in the season, um, but it just feels now that it feels a lot more fluid. People know what they're doing. Um, I think actually at the start of the season, if you said that Hurraham was going to be that deeper, you know, deeper City midfielder and, and Smith and Bird will play in front of him, you probably wouldn't have believed it. But actually, like you said there. Yesterday it worked quite well and I feel like slowly it's kind of falling into place, which is, which is good. I'm not going to get carried away because I know what, you know, look, we've been in these situations previously where we've had a couple of good results and then we've said, yeah, you know, we're going to go on fire ourselves into the playoffs, but the signs do look good. And I just want to say, I know we had that, um, you know, was it contentious? Was it, I think it was a really good episode where we kind of said, look, does Paul Wong go and i said on there that the players aren't playing for him and actually i want to take that back because yesterday i was watching this, watching that team and you could tell that they're playing for the badge the fans the manager and the whole club so that's what we ask for as fans we don't want to win every single game um it would be nice if we did obviously because we want to get promoted but you know the baseline is is just that effort and that and that passion and and we definitely saw that yesterday and and we got the right result and i think there's definitely promising signs. OK, it looks like potentially Mendes Lang might have picked up a knock. But I know you tweeted about it, Jake. How nice is it to watch a, a, a player like Kane Wilson take people on? It reminds me of you know Tommy Smith, Jordan Ibe, players of that ilk that get the ball and their first thought is to is to run at players. And you know, we've, we've just said about how we need noise in the stand and, and stuff like that. Players like that, players like Mendes Lang. Um, that's what's going to get, you know, the noise up in the stadium. So I hope it's a turning point, but let's just, uh, we'll, we'll keep the expectations a little bit lower for the meantime.
2: Well, that's a really good point. And I think regarding expectations, I don't think they should, they should rise from where they are right now. I think it's at the minute we're sort of, yes, people at the start of the season, including all of us, thought we should be right up there. I think at the minute we've got to see us as what we are. Uh, and that's a team that's changing. I'd say a team that's changing, you know, you look at us game one, you look at us yesterday, we're a completely different team to that team that started the season. So I think, yeah, up until Christmas, I think we've got to keep giving them time. And if we can keep getting results, then, you know, maybe expectation will grow, but confidence will grow too. So yeah, let's, uh, let's, let's not get too ahead of ourselves, but I think at the same time, we can be a bit more excited and optimistic than we were a few weeks back because yeah, that was pretty dire and, yeah not a good not a good way to be. But Jordan player... I
3: Jamie couldn't you have picked a better comparison? He was brilliant. Jordan, Jordan I was class. But yeah. He was for first... 10 minutes.
4: Are you, are you thinking about the Jordan I that came back opposed to the Jordan I we signed from Liverpool because the Jordan I we signed from Liverpool I mean there was a reason they took him back. He was mm. he was electric. I mean right. in terms of I don't I don't mean in terms of <laughs> I don't mean in terms of player but it's like you know the first thought that Kane Wilson has is I'm going to run at this player, you know, and the modern day winger that, you know, your Jack Grealish's and, and other players, the first thing they look to do is come back inside and play a ball inside and then kind of play for a one, two, not Kane Wilson. He wants to, he wants to run. He wants to take people on this. So refreshing to Get see. It really is.
3: Very aggressive, Jamie.
4: <laughs> I know.
2: <laughs> Malcolm Ebiowe is the player that came Yeah, to Ebiowe. Yeah. Um, but I think Kane Wilson might even be better than he is. I don't know, controversial maybe, but I, I think Kane Wilson's a top player. And the fact that he can operate anywhere down the right is a big, big plus as well. Um, let's just hope he can start a little bit more. But that's that's the hard thing, isn't it? We've got so many players playing well at the minute, especially on that right-hand side that Udia dropped. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But Kane Wilson, pick. we've got to talk about him in, in more detail because he has looked unbelievable recently i mean we've played two games this week um as jamie said put a tweet out with uh, some of the moves they did throughout the game probably should have had two assists if cashing didn't miss the header and uh sibley could take a touch like a normal human you know we would probably have, have scored a couple more goals he beats his man almost every single time he gets bums off seats he's such a good player isn't he and, and it seems bizarre that we managed to get him on a free
5: yeah I mean he's a he's a breath of fresh air and he's an enigma on the right wing but um he could probably play ac- across the back anywhere like across that front three he's that versatile but it's just nice to see him in form he's doing really well um again it's his, probably his shirt to lose now uh, he set up he set up quite a few chances yesterday it's his dribbling ability for me. It's just second to none at the club. Like The way he takes a player on with ease and just glides past him and then puts the ball into the box. It's everything Paul Warr wants. And I think Wilson, actually, when he joined, said his best attribute is his dribbling. We're starting to see that now. It's almost as if to say like Paul Warr has probably put an arm around him and said, look, I know you've had a tough start, but just show me what you can do. And now we're seeing the fruits of his labour. So... Kane Wilson has been performing really well. But like you said, it's it's hard to drop anybody from the side at the minute with the way everybody's playing. But he'd be a starter for me at the moment because he's, he's, he's banging form. He looks like one of our most creative outlets. There's a lot of fireworks going on, boys, because um, it's Diwali. <laughs> okay. so, yeah, it's, it's Diwali today, isn't it? So um, yeah, happy Diwali to all our listeners, but there's a lot of fireworks going on. But back to Wilson. He's an enigma and I uh, hope he's a good form, can continue from here. They're the Kane
4: you. Wilson fireworks.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Vic just talking faster and faster <laughs> so he could mute his mic. Um but no, yeah, Kane Wilson, what a player. Um I've seen people call him, you know, Caradonna, um, Kelly, you know, lots of Kelly's Kellaroos. Um yeah. No, there's no good ones yet. If anyone could come up with a good one, uh, a good ship name for him and a, a legendary dribbler of, of the past or present, then please let us know, uh, because what we've name, got what? What? Kelly, <laughs> Kane, no, Wilson, and Kelly. One. Ship oh. name? Oh like shit! when you ship, you ship to. <laughs> No, I definitely didn't say that.
4: <laughs> this okay. is a family-friendly podcast, yeah, Jake. Yeah. Come on, Chris. You'd
2: never say something like that here. Not, not in, not in this place. Not in this place. But right, what we should really talk about is we've talked about Warn a little bit already. Um, I've been saving the comments. Uh, we have got a few comments about Paul Warn, um, and I want to have a little bit of a discussion about it because it's been what three, four weeks since we did our episode on should he go, should he stay, um, and all of us said. Based on what we'd seen at that moment in time, it would probably be best for the club if he goes, because it looked like all hope was lost. Maybe we were dramatic. And like you say, Jamie, you want to take some stuff back. I think at the minute he's starting to prove us wrong. Now, again, it's too soon to go. He's the best manager, league 1 Guardiola, because we could very easily lose our next two games and there'd be a chance for him to, you know, leave straight away. So... But he has turned things around. We've beaten a promotion rival at home and we look a lot stronger. I mean, just looking at comments, we've got Joe who's put, you know, struggling to understand the abuse Warren gets. We're in a good position. We're level on points with the playoffs and we'd probably be in the top four if we had the money to bring in a striker. Um, You know, we've got Paul Watson who said he's been worn out for a while now, but his mind could be changed with a string of performances like yesterday. He thought he'd lost the players, but that doesn't seem to be true. Um, and, yeah, there's a, a couple of people saying, you know, they don't want an international break. And I think that's a lot more support, isn't it, Chris, for Paul Warren? And- if he's starting to maybe just shift the balance a bit, because it was something like 75% of Derby fans wanting him gone a few weeks ago. Do you think that's changed a bit?
0: Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
3: Um, but football's a very fickle, yeah. <laughs> football's a very fickle game, isn't it? Isn't it? Um, and I think Jim is absolutely spot on. I was thinking this, yes. Um, af- after the game, the the in- the international break for us has come at an awful time. Um, I think Paul Warren is very much a momentum manager. He keeps things going. Um, and whilst his momentum, you know, September October time wasn't very good, it's now building. Um, so yeah, I'd be the last person who'd want an in. in- an international break. Um, But there it is how is how we react after after the break. Um, Warn for me, it's still on the fence. You know, I still think um, we've got a good squad and most managers could get a tune out of our squad. Yesterday was a slight tipping point for me because that's let's face it. Barnsley is, is a promotion rival um we've got we've got to be honest about that and we made them look very very poor and if we can produce performances like that and turn our home form around which we now have which i think was a big factor in the worn out because i think it had been when we had that pod it was like four home wins in six in six months we've been
2: league game at home since
3: like april or something ridiculous like that there we go So I think that was a major factor and we've always, as Derby fans, been Pride Park is our fortress. Um, So I think that that was a big turning point. Um, But, you know, as I said, I think the jury's still out. I think if we can keep this momentum going until Christmas, see where we are. I think for me, January is huge. I think the transfer window, Paul Warren's next transfer window is massive. Um, And if we can't bring in a massive striker then we need to be told quite quickly um, I'm sure Paul Warren because he's been very honest about it will say and we can set it we can set e- e- expectation levels um, but I think that has to be our priority even though Mr Collins is proving all doubters wrong including me.
2: Well, let's, let's not get ahead of ourselves with uh, Mr. Collins. Uh, I was going to talk about some underlying stats, but Jamie, I'll come to you now. So Dave Jennings has put, is it too soon to restart the James Collins hype train? Your, your influence is unmatched, Vic. Um, yeah. Ten goals now. Surely he is a banker on 20 for the season. I mean, it's interesting. I mean, he's, let's be real, right? Collins was brilliant yesterday. I thought he was exceptional. Statistics wise, I've seen some people coming out with some mad statistics about the goals he scored it's worth noting that three of those goals were scored against children, um, which I think you need to keep in mind a little bit. I don't think you can what, count... Pat banker four weeks ago, ago. was he, Jay? Well, true, it wasn't. It wasn't. But I think we've got to, got to have some perspective. I think counting goals against Wolves under 21s is... i uh, mm, not sure about that. And he, he scored something like four goals in open play um, all season. So, you know, when you look at the open play stats, he's not actually been, been that fantastic in front of goal. However... He was brilliant yesterday, absolutely brilliant. And I know both goals he pretty much couldn't miss, but the way he held the ball up, the way he led the line, the way he won free kicks, and the fact that he was gambling in the box is something we've not seen enough from James Collins. And I was really, really impressed with him. And again, if he can keep playing like that, it'll be brilliant. Uh, Jamie, what did you think?
4: Yeah, he's excellent. I I think it's probably his best game in in a Derby shirt, in all honesty. Um, I think he, like you said, there he was. It was almost a complete performance, rather than um, uh, other games where he's been very much kind of in and out, and you know taking shots that go a million miles over the bar and stuff. I think he's he's confident at the moment. He's playing well. He seems to kind of fit with this this kind of way that we're we're playing over the last couple of weeks, which which bodes well. I just want to see Warn stick with him now because you know. It, He's at. He's not at the age where he's prolific or he's going to be electric every game, and he's probably going to have a bit of a dip in performance. And that's where I think you got to stick by him rather than kind of ship him out and then have him on the bench and bring him bring him on for ten minutes. Um, but yeah, he's a. You know, yesterday he's a great player, and if he continues that, you look at it in January and you think, well, if we can keep him fit and firing, potentially, then we can bring other players in. But we're not, I suppose, as desperate as we once were for that kind of striker. Um don't don't get me wrong, I, I definitely feel like we need some reinforcement in that area. But I'd much rather go into January with our kind of number nine um fit and firing and and then we're just kind of adding um complements to, to that really. But one thing I wanted to say is Martin Waghorn scored a hat trick for Derby against Peterborough and James Collins scored two yesterday. What was the the similarities between the two of them on those days, and actually a similarity that uh, James Collins got for his hat trick against uh, Wolves under twenty ones. The perfect hat trick.
2: No. no, they're both at war Gel in their
4: hair that day. Potentially, no. <laughs> they're wearing. They are wearing sketches boots. <laughs> so, right. Oh. They. Right. So, Collins has got the blackout sketches boots and Waghorn scored a hat-trick wearing him. So, this is a petition right now. I want to see all Derby players wearing those sketches (laughs) boots because (laughs) Harry Harry Kane's scoring all... Yeah, and he's he's scoring bucket loads out in in Germany. So, there must be magic in the boots. Um, You know, if if, if a boot can get James Collins three goals and Martin Waghorn three goals, then look... There's something, there's something in it, isn't there? So, yeah, I'm gonna, <laughs> Jamie, I'm gonna send please. some, send some sketches down to uh, more farm and make sure they're all, uh, they're all wearing them for the rest of the season.
2: <laughs> I like that. other, I genuinely other boots
4: are available. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right.
2: I don't think we have any boot deals, mate. I think we'll be all right. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, I, there's one thing I, I'd sort of pull you up on, Jamie, and that's when we were heading into January last year. David McGoldrick had started to hit form. Louis Sibley was doing amazing at left back. Now, I remember us going into the January window and thinking, or before the January window, we were like, we really need to sign a left back. We really need to sign a right back. We really need to bring in another striker. And we yeah. ended up going out of January because we thought, oh, it's all right. These guys are playing so well. We don't need someone else. And then yeah. once that form dried up, we noticed, you know, we saw on our run at the end of the season was horrendous. So as good as Collins was yesterday and as good as he's been recently and as impressive as Washington's been and waghorn has been, we need someone that brings us something different. We spoke on here before, haven't we? We've got three strikers that, I mean, Washington's got a little bit more pace, but none of them are rapid. Um, All of them are about the same height, about the same age and kind of quite similar players. Overall, I'd say Washington's probably the only one that's got a little bit different to his to his game. We need someone like I know he's rubbish yesterday, but Devante Cole. We need some big unit. If Mendes, Lang, Wilson, Barcazin, Ward are uh, swinging crosses in, we need some absolute unit in there to head those goals in. Because if Collins was three inches taller and three inches wider, I think he'd probably have twenty goals already this season. So, yeah, just a little bit of a different element would do us good. Um, and
4: yeah. Yeah, Sorry, yeah I, de- I, mean, I, definitely think, I definitely think that and actually Warren actually came out last season and said that he got January wrong, didn't he? He said mm-hmm. he should have reinforced us at that time. I mean, you look at it, we've got space for loan signings. Would a loan signing be able to fill that, that kind of void? Mm-hmm. Don't know, potentially not. Um, but yeah, I, I do agree. And I wouldn't be surprised if, if Warren's learned from his, his mistake and actually he, he kind of puts, well, hopefully we put our hand in our pocket and we can... We can back us, especially if we're in um, a good position.
2: Yeah, let's hope so. And let's hope we invest well as well. Um, although I'm sure we will. I'm sure we will. And Vic, to go on some of our stats. So we, we've talked about Warren this season and how up until recently we didn't look great. Obviously, recently we'll skew this a little bit. But just three stats that I thought were quite important. Um, so in goals per match, Derby are the fifth best in the league. We 1.8 goals per game. That's not bad. You know, scoring almost two goals a game. We're also second in the league for goals conceded. So we've got pretty much the second best defense in the league, Uh, 0.9 goals per game. So conceding less than a goal per game, which is quite impressive. And the one that I thought was most interesting is we're actually third in the XG table. Now, I know XG is one of those things that some people will go, yeah, it's great. Some people will go, yeah, it's rubbish. But I think it does tell a good story about the chances we're creating. So we're creating basically the third greatest amount of chances in the league, the third most big chances in the league we're making. And it's only because we're not taking them that we haven't probably been in a better position which we all know because we all have to watch it every week um, I mean when you look at those stats maybe we've not been as bad as we think
5: I mean I think it's it's important to say that patience is a virtue I think we needed to be patient just to see Derby perform in the way we know they can uh, we always knew that defence was solid so we had a solid foundation to build from there like you said, it was just a case of not putting the chances away. We've got playmakers in the side like Conor Horahan, Kane Wilson, Nathaniel Mendes Lang, Tom Barkhausen. These players can put the ball on a, literally can put it on on two feet just to score a goal. But we weren't putting the chances away. Like we said, like we said last week, it was it's killing us not signing a prolific striker. However, Collins has got a bit of form now, so the hype train's back in back in the station. But um. Maybe maybe it's because of Washington as well. I always think with Collins' form, maybe because Washington was scoring a few guys, he probably thought, I need to kick into gear now. And maybe mm-hmm. that's, now we're starting to see Collins outperform him. Um, but yeah, the, I mean, like I said before, we're creating the chances. We've got a solid defence. It was just putting the ball in the back of the net. In the last three or four home games that we've seen, we've scored bag full of goals. So hopefully we can keep continuing that, but we just need to be prolific in front of goal. Uh, as they say, ruthless maybe in front of goal. So hopefully we can keep bagging, uh, keep putting them away keep the defense solid and before you know it we'll be in that top six
2: well interesting you say that vic because i'm just reading a question in our worn out episode i asked everyone are you worn in or worn out uh everyone said worn out maybe we're a little bit silly um but i've got a question for you guys uh where are we going to finish so you've got top two top six outside the top six and I want all of you to give me an answer. I don't want sitting on the fence. Adam's not here. So, you know, the fence might be uninhabited today. Um, but Chris, what do you think?
3: If we sign a good striker in January. That's the fence, think... mate.
2: Get, off, get off the fence. That's fence. Get off Can the fence. Know. Get off it, mate. <laughs> no, no.
3: I, I, I maintain if we get a good striker in January, we will finish minimum top six, possibly top, top, top two. I'm just not convinced with this squad at the moment that we'll have enough.
2: I was slightly on the fence, but we'll let you have it. Uh, Jim Johnston said second, so top two. I like your optimism, Jim. Uh, Jamie? I'm
4: going to say second. Yeah, I, I, my thinking is that potentially Oxford will fall away and there'll be a, a chasing pack. And I think we'll be the best of the chasing pack, probably with Oxford in that as well. Um I think Pompey are the team that will probably go on to to win the division um looking at their early signs unless they have a complete uh, complete fall from grace but yeah i would say seconds um but if we were to go either side of that um i'd be i'd be more than happy
3: <laughs> vic that, honestly, on jake that that is such a big question sorry to in- interrupt but January is so important for us and getting yes. a striker is so important for us. So I think, I think that is quite a tough, tough question. We're, we're the, I, think,
4: I think I can hear the fence. Is yeah. that the fence talking?
3: Yeah, that's a sound a lot like the fence, actually. <laughs> it's creaking, it's creaking. Don't get me wrong.
4: Tom Jones on the fence. <laughs> yeah, Sounds it's like,
2: that's why Chris is uh, moving out, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> fence has already come down, he needs a new one.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I promise to everyone listening he's laughing um,
4: Vic,
5: what, what do you reckon? I think we'll finish fourth I think we'll comfortably finish in the playoffs even if we do sign the striker I'm just more concerned about the momentum fading towards the end of the season it's quite natural for poor worn teams to be like that because the energy spent we've got a decent enough squad but I think we'll be comfortably fourth just narrowly missing out on top two that's
2: very specific, Vic. But thank you. <laughs> I like it. I like it. And to be fair, I mean, we didn't use a lot of energy for the first ten games. So let's hope we're uh, we're saving it for the rest of the season. Um, and I'm I'm going to agree. I think top six. Um, but again, the potential for top two is there. As Chris said, invest right, and there's always a chance. There's always a chance. But yeah, I think top six is my my realistic one right now. Um, Portsmouth and Oxford just look unassailable at the minute. But manager's gone from Oxford. How long can they keep it up with a, with a new manager? So we shall see. We shall see. I just want to finish the episode off as well um, before we have a little chat about crew, just talking about the Wolves game. Um, yes, it's Wolves under-21s. Yes, Jimbo Collins scored a, an unbelievable perfect hat-trick uh, to make him the best player in the world. Um, but two players that impressed me quite a lot were Tony West and Beo Fepetu. Now, Fepetu looked brilliant in the centre of midfield. I think him and Fauna combined really, really well together. And Tony Weston took his goal brilliantly, added a lot of energy. I was quite disappointed by DeJon Brown. I thought he was pretty static and wasn't in the game at all. And, and Weston came on and made a real difference. Um, Chris, did they impress you?
3: Uh, wrong person to ask because I didn't see a single minute of, <laughs> of, of the disgrace. game. That is disgrace. That is but a I'll... disgrace. Those poor lads. But I'll 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 say yes. Really impressive. They've got a bright future. <laughs> <sighs> Jamie,
2: save me.
4: Well, you have to remember, I was in Vietnam, so this oh, was, was like three AM. Better, I, watched <laughs> I watched the highlights. I watched the highlights and was very impressed with the players that you mentioned there. Um, but just to go off the back of that, I mean, you know, this competition at this stage, I think the fact that. We're looking like we're going to advance. It means that there's going to be more minutes for these kind of players. Um, And it's so good that we all thought that the the academy was decimated, which it was, don't get me wrong. But these early green shoots of, of life coming out of the academy, maybe we're actually going to get a bit more than we expected. I think everyone kind of said, you know, it's going to take a couple of years before we see the next Louis Sibley, Max Bird. But actually what we've seen is that there's enough talent there to, to be part of the squad and, you know, what an occasion to come on, make your debut and and score a goal and, um, you know, it was a hell of a finish as well. You know, you, you look at those situations. Barkaysen got himself in a situation yesterday, skied it over the bar, and he's a seasoned pro. Um, but Tony Weston, you know, just having the, the audacity and the 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 kind of clever thinking just to toe poke it past the keeper and uh, yeah, he looked absolutely ecstatic. I, I don't think there's Probably a better feeling than than getting your first professional goal. So well done to him, and yeah, like you said, there Fab two in the middle looked uh, looked assured and, and confident as well. So two um, two players to watch definitely.
2: Yeah, uh, scored at Pride Park's all right, isn't it, Jamie? It's uh, it's a nice feeling. I yeah, that. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
4: getting a hat trick's even better me and James Collins know about that
2: (laughs) (laughs) probably playing against a similar level of team as well (laughs) Vic I mean I know you're not a massive plastic some people actually come to this podcast for insight you know Um, so I'm glad that us two can provide it Um, what did you make to the young players on, on Wednesday
5: well it's options isn't it really I mean if we have to go further down the season with more injuries we know that we can rely on some of the academy lads to maybe make that step up um, Tony Weston looked really good. I th- I'm surprised he didn't get on the pitch yesterday. I thought he might have given him five minutes towards the end, but I know he'll. I know a few of them will play against Crew, so it's nice to see that the the academy lads are performing. Maybe we're playing it a bit too much because I think we are. They did play the under twenty one, so it's probably their level already. Um, but it's nice to see that there's positive positive news coming out of the academy. And credit to the lads that are running it at the moment. It's, it hasn't been an easy job trying to rebuild it. So well done, and hopefully we can see. Players like Weston, like Papa to maybe break into the side later on in the season, should we need the cover?
2: Let's so, hope so. They're all options, aren't they? They're all options. And and yeah, Dave Jennings agrees. He says he was really impressed with the youngsters. Um, and he thinks Brown will be better next time, scored a good hat-trick against Man City. He did. I saw it. It was very impressive. And one player I'd like to give a, a bit of a mention to is Jack Thompson as well, playing for the uh, under-18s in the FA Youth Cup. Uh, pulled off an unbelievable save, but what impressed me more was 30 seconds later, ball comes into the box and he he comes out and and collects it from the from the corner. And it's really really impressive. He looks calm, he looks confident, and yeah, I think in 442 magazine they said he's one of the best young goalkeepers in England. I think they put him down as England's second best young keeper, which for a goalkeeper that's playing for Derby is is pretty crazy. So yeah, let's hope he can deliver on that potential, and and we might have a a star between the sticks. I don't think we've had a keeper come through the academy before have we ruse doesn't count we're not counting that uh have we had one anyone oh god
5: probably
2: like ross atkins
5: or someone like that yeah
2: <laughs> i don't think we've had one that's actually james seven lee, <laughs> camp. lee
4: camp came through the academy didn't he also, did yeah. he camp did he did, did.
3: he Good did goalkeepers
2: yeah <laughs> yeah big shoes to fill uh daddy's boy um yeah. i'm sure he'll be better than him i'm sure he will um, who plays in the Premier League, then he'll definitely be better than him. Um, and Jim Johnson's put Vic, uh, you, you mentioned the stores in the chat yesterday. It was great to speak with, uh, with you yesterday. Um, so yeah, good Vic going out here, meeting people, doing the networking. Good man, good man. Yeah, meeting fans. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: right let's uh let's finish this off and, and have a real quick chat about crew um i have a feeling it'll sh- it'll have a rotated side we've lost a few players through injury and and international duty um i think some of the young lads that we've mentioned already might get a game which should be great um but yeah it'd be good to keep players fresh with no game next saturday too uh international breaks are awful um so yeah chris go on
3: score prediction goal scorers go for it Uh, three ones, Collins hat trick, and I I do just want to credit um Jamie for talking so eloquently about um the the game against Wolves where he didn't have a clue what he's talking about, it was brilliant, it had me in stitches. (laughs) Well done, Jay. That was top broadcaster of the year, mate.
4: Yeah, you got highlights, mate. Yeah, you know you just have to like think about the game and envisage maybe what happened.
3: <laughs> it was it was absolutely superb. You had me in Stitches. Well done, buddy. <laughs>
2: hey Rams TV subscription. It's been life changing. I pretty much watched the full night back this morning. It's uh, worth investing in. Worth investing Jamie didn't, in. and that's yeah. Jamie didn't shocking <laughs> behaviour. Uh, could have watched it on the playing back, mate. <laughs> What's your score prediction,
4: true. Jamie? Um, I'll go two nil victory. Uh, I'll go for another Western goal off the bench and a penalty from James Collins. So I think we'll we'll secure our place in the, the next round. And actually, I saw. I think uh, I don't. I'm not sure if it was Dom that tweeted out about the the revenue you get from each round, but you know it's quite pretty good, isn't it? To to advance yeah. through the cup, so it's it's something that we should be taking seriously. I actually, did, did we get Bristol Rovers in the next? Is that who we got? Yeah, yeah, boring, Bristol yeah. Rovers. Yeah, pretty boring. But again, you know, it's a, it's another game we can go to and and hopefully win, and then maybe we're looking at one of the big boys in a, in an away day draw, or um, even better, another game where we can potentially advance again. So, yeah, I think we should take it seriously, and uh, I do think that we'll get the win.
2: And quickly before I come to you, Vic, Dave Jennings, who clearly has a much better memory than all of us, has said Martin Taylor came through the academy before his career-ending injury. Such a shame. He was a great goalkeeper. Yeah, I got fond memories of him in the, uh, the Clough era going round with his, uh, his knee brace on, limping round as, as goalkeeper coach. Yeah, always seemed a really nice guy. But yeah, uh, very sad that his career was ended so early. Uh, but Vic, we won't be sad on Tuesday, will we? What's the score going to be?
5: We're going for a resounding 4-0 win. Uh, oh, we'll go good for, word. We'll go for Colin, Collins. We'll get a goal. We'll say western will get a couple. And brand's going to get one as well. Good man. Good man. I'm going to go out there. I'm going to say
2: 5-1. I think it's going to just be like the Torquay game last year. I think they'll come to Pride Park and we'll put on a real show. Um, Cashin, who, as, as a couple of comments have said, was really aggressive, really strong on the... On Saturday, I think he'll start, and I think he'll score um, from a corner just to make Jamie happy. Um, I'm sure Fozzie might grab another one as well if he can get on the pitch. And yeah, I think James Collins will carry on his streak. He's in such good form at the minute. Uh, the other two goals could be anyone. Tony Western brace. Let's let's go with that to uh, to end the day. Um, let's check if we've got any more comments. Uh, Jim Johnson's put, he, he thinks Warren's going to rotate, but he's going to go 6-1 win, Bird with two, Weston, Brown, Wilson and Fozzie. That'd be some game to uh, to tune into. So, um, And just before we sign off, we just want to say a massive thank you to everyone who voted for us in the Football Content Awards. Uh, we've only been going about a year Um which, you know, is one year too many uh, for some people. Um, but no, we, we're really grateful for all the votes and all the support. Um, you guys have got us into this final. It's this week on Thursday. We'll all be heading up to Anfield, or most of us will be heading up to Anfield. So um, hopefully bring something back in the name of Rams talk. But even if we don't, we're really grateful for the opportunity and for you guys for supporting us. Um, you know, we do this to provide a platform and, and give give people a chance to, to voice their thoughts and and it's really nice that we've been recognized in this way by you know the listeners of the podcast so yeah really really grateful for that um yeah sorry Jamie you got something to say no
4: it's yours no was just no I was just gonna say um live as well we we give it we give it to you live so um yeah we can we can get your comments in live every Sunday and also the previews as well. I'm just plugging just plugging us here, uh, plugging us over <laughs> here. And, and we, you probably will bring something back because, you know, if uh, if we don't win the thing, you know, you maybe steal some cuttery or a couple of plates <laughs> or something like that.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's the Rams talk way, mate. That's the Rams talk <laughs> way. Right. Um, <laughs> thank you so much to everyone for listening. Um, it's been a long one today, but we've really enjoyed it. Great result yesterday. Great result midweek. Uh, let's hope we can carry this on. It's so good watching football, not just when we're winning, but when we're playing well and when the atmosphere is good and when people are all pulling in the same direction. It's great and it's a great community to be part of. If you did enjoy, please do leave a like, subscribe, give us a rated uh ratings have been flying in on spotify and apple pods uh chris has put five up with his hands um yes please do rate us five star it, honestly it, it means the world to us uh, only if you think that though if you don't think that then please don't vote um, don't, don't, yeah, don't, call don't don't do it don't do it um but yeah thank you so much for for all the support and thank you very much for listening find us on apple pods find us on youtube you know where to go by now and chris's favorite bit of the episode goodbye from me
3: vote for us on, no, voting closed isn't it <laughs> Are you alright? Clo- <laughs> yeah, voting closed so, Yeah, good luck Rams talk and goodbye from me
4: <laughs> Goodbye from me and goodbye from Tom Jones on the fence
5: <laughs> And goodbye from we me
3: go on together <laughs> <laughs> just That's Elvis Presley
2: <laughs> Oh yeah, sorry about that Right, thank you so much, everyone, for listening. We'll see you next week. Goodbye.
1: (laughs) The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges.